Chapter 4 From The Other Side of Paradise The Sexual Life and Customs of an Unspoiled People by L. Tibbet Unpublished Manuscript The whole way of life of the islanders, their social, sexual, and domestic relationships, their morals, their religious beliefs, and the manner in which these things differ from our own, stem from a single, and in my experience of nearly a decade of studying primitive peoples in this region, singular gap in their understanding. It is this. The islanders have never made the connection between sexual intercourse and conception. They appear to have no awareness of physiological paternity. They believe that women are solely responsible for the production of babies, and that men play no role in the process. Quite how this misconception about conception came about is difficult to explain. Their burial practices, which involve the exhumation and dismemberment of the corpse of the deceased, have given them an extensive knowledge of human anatomy. They recognize and have names for the major organs of the body. Among these, they value especially the eyes, which they believe to be the principal means of sexual arousal, the heart, which they see as the seat of strength and character, and the kidneys. These latter are the organs they associate with sex. Having traced the path of the urethra from the kidneys to the sex organs, they believe this is the root of the fluids released by both male and female during lovemaking. They make no distinction between vaginal fluid and semen, believing both to have the same purpose, namely lubrication during the sex act. My suggestion to a group of male islanders, as we sat together outside Managua's hut one evening discussing these things, that it might be the testes, not the kidneys, that produce the male fluid, was greeted with astonishment, followed by somewhat derisive laughter. What then are the testes for? I asked, when eventually they quieted down. Why, said the man Pernu, the one who is said to be the island's most powerful sorcerer, and who always takes most delight in making fun of Western beliefs. For decoration, they is make you Pwili look beautiful. Think how silly Pwili is look without balls for rest upon. A discussion followed in which one after another they averred that it was necessary to have two objects behind the single phallus to give it a balanced appearance. They cited the eyes on either side of the nose as corroboration for this arrangement. I then suggested that, whatever its origins, the male fluid might be essential for procreation. Again, I was greeted by raucous laughter. Even Managua showed none of the keen intellectual interest with which he is usually wont to address any remark of mine challenging his knowledge or beliefs. He appeared astounded at the idea of anyone thinking men had anything to do with conception. I mentioned that they must surely have noticed that adolescent girls on the island only became pregnant after they began having intercourse. Managua dismissed this as nonsense. Children on the island began their sexual activity as soon as they reached puberty, but none of them produced babies until several years after this. There was obviously no connection. So it follows that a virgin can produce a child then, I countered in my return. Is not you own Jesus be born from virgin? asked Pernu, and the whole gathering dissolved into a noisy mirth. Yes, I replied, but that's a special case. It's because we know it's not normally possible that we worship him. And anyway, it's a story. They blanked on this. Only the literate Managua understands the concept of fiction. For the rest, magic and myths are a part of everyday reality. 
Managua, sitting stately as a carved Buddha, waited for the laughter to subside and raised a hand to silence the last dribbles of it. He himself was sensitive enough to my feelings to make do with a wry smile. When he had quiet, he addressed me with an air of patient condescension, as when a kindly parent explains something he considers obvious to a small child. Virgin is not have baby, he explained, because if way is not be clear, how is baby get out? Is necessary woman is make fug-a-fug for clear entrance of womb, but fug-a-fug is not be necessary for make baby. So a virgin birth is possible, I urged, assuming the way is made clear by some other means. Of course, but it's not usually happen because all girls is make fug-a-fug from pretty early time, and ways be clear from that. Here the man Pernou interrupted. Is be many example of women's as have babies without make fug-a-fug? How you was explained that one? I would say that it is impossible, that if a woman has a baby and says she has not made fug-a-fug, then she is not telling the truth. Pernu smiled in that superior way of his. That is where you is be wrong. He turned to the others. She has never met Gualwa. Several of them exploded into great guffaws at this. I was puzzled and must have looked it. Pernu turned back to me. Gualwa is be one ugly so, he said. She is be so ugly no man is want for put he puili any place near she. She is be more ugly than so, interjected another, is insult so for compare they. At this, the laughter became even more raucous. She is be so ugly as her eyes for look upon she, said another. More laughter. Even pig is not want for put he puily near that one, said yet another. If you is have puily like big, strong stick, and here Pernu sketched a mass of erection with his hands. And you is see Gualoa. Puili is become liana, he mimed the drooping of the penis, as if it were a dangling vine. Is shrink you Puili plenty worse than cold sea, said one of his cronies. Man, that's always be ugly, said someone else. And they all whistled and nodded their heads, as though thinking about the poor woman and contemplating in their mind's eye her awfulness. I imagined that at that moment, were they all to remove their pubic leaves, I would find a collection of shriveled cocks, with not a single erection among them. It would have been impossible to confirm this, of course. The natives' natural modesty and taboo against public sexual display, especially before a member of the opposite sex, renders such an idea unthinkable. I get the idea, I said. Gualwa is not considered a beauty. No. You is not get all idea, said Managua, who with a superior intelligence was, as it might be expected, the one to return the discussion to its starting point. Gualwa is not only be most ugly woman on island, so ugly no man is bare look for upon she. She is also be mother of five children. Explain me that. I made an attempt to insist that, in spite of what everyone said of this poor individual, not all the men on the island could think it, because someone had certainly impregnated her at least five times. The discussion was then sidetracked from this important central point by some talk about how arousal was produced in the kidneys by virtue of them receiving messages from the eyes, and that intercourse would therefore be impossible with a woman so ugly. 
she was simply incapable of arousing a man. So you cannot make fug a fug in the dark? I asked mischievously. One of them replied that of course this was possible, but only with someone who had already been observed in the light, whence came a visual memory sufficient to accomplish arousal. It was also pointed out to me that unmarried girls freely indulged in sex with many partners from an early age, yet there were very few unmarried pregnancies, virtually none in fact. How could this be if pregnancy was a result of fug fug I had to admit, I had no opposing answer. My researches to date lead me to believe that unmarried pregnancies occur at most in only 1% of all island pregnancies, yet I am entirely satisfied the natives practice no form of contraception, not even coitus interruptus. Of course, infanticide is another possibility, or it may be that babies are born secretly and then given up for adoption. Either would be logical since there is a great taboo against unmarried motherhood. This taboo has nothing to do with sexual morality. How could it if sex has nothing to do with the production of babies? It is another wonderful example to be put among the many I have discovered over the years among primitive peoples of how taboos contribute to a desired social order. In our society, we had, until recently, a taboo against unmarried sex as a means of enforcing monogamy and hence social stability. Western society is paternalistic. Our sexual morality is about one man preventing other men from impregnating his woman and inserting their genes into his family. But not having made the connection between sex and paternity, and having no taboo against unmarried and promiscuous sex, these natives have nevertheless instituted a taboo to accomplish the same end. Be that as it may, it remains that I am at a loss to explain the apparent absence of unmarried pregnancies, and it is an area to which I intend to concentrate my further researches, the results of which I hope to include in a later publication. Although the natives do not acknowledge physiological paternity, their children are not fatherless, far from it. The father of a child is considered the husband of its mother. Indeed, their word for father is Tama, which means, literally, mother's husband. He takes responsibility for the care and upbringing of her children and bonds with them from an early age. This is demonstrated by the fact that while division of labor is along wholly traditional lines seen throughout the wide world, he hunts, fishes, makes tools, etc., she sews, cooks, and cleans the hut, there is one striking exception. One of the husband's tasks is to fondle the baby. He dandles it on his knee and keeps it clean from excrement. Here, in a society which may not have changed in many thousands of years, we have the precursor of the new man. In spite of believing himself to have no physical link with his children, the father cares for them in the most basic and intimate way. This would seem to be their means of ensuring that, despite the absence of a physical connection, the father bonds emotionally with his children. This is certainly the result since the islanders are fiercely proud of their wives' offspring and boast unremittingly about all their petty achievements, just as much as if they could take some genetic credit for them.